Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Elijah Leadership Podcast, a podcast all about leadership and a podcast all about ministry. And today, we are going to be talking about the power of confessions. In this podcast, I like to talk a little bit about confessions and the power of um, a person who opens up whether it's a sin, whether it's a burden uh, that holds a person down. And this podcast might be a little bit more on the spiritual side, uh, but I believe it's going to be very beneficial. I want to read this one passage that Solomon said, and Solomon was uh, recorded to be one of the wisest men that ever lived. Uh, In Proverbs chapter 28, it said, Whoever conceals his transgressions will not prosper. But he who confesses and forsakes them will obtain mercy. Now, confessions have been around for uh, quite some time. And you can go to your local Catholic priest or find somebody that could uh, bring your sin, if that's what you call it, before uh, God and just pay him a price. I know that my wife was doing her confessions before um, doing a water baptism at the church. As she was doing that, they called in both her and her sister, and they both had to um, say their confessions before each other. Um, and so that's something that is practiced throughout the church and everywhere, everywhere else. Now, looking at the word confessions itself, a formal statement admitting that one is guilty of a crime or a s- statement setting out essential religious doctrines. So we have a confession that reveals your sin, that you open something up. Then you have a confession that confesses your faith. You profess, for example, for your Christian, that Jesus is Lord. um, And you declare things into your life. If we look at the origin of confessions, we can find these dates way back into the Bible. Uh, In the book of Leviticus, chapter 5, a person, uh, when he confesses that he touched something unclean or that he breaks an oath which he promised, he will bring a sacrifice and compensate for Uh, the problem which he is to pay for. And in this teaching of confessions, I really feel inclined to talk about this because I believe there's a huge power uh, when you sit down and you talk. Now, there's certain things, and I want to talk about four points, four certain points when it comes to confessions. And this will be more of a a Christian uh, biblical teaching on confessions. The first is the confession of our sins and the confession before God. This podcast, hopefully, we can cover all four of the points. And the first one is confession before God. The second one is confession before man. The third one is confession before spiritual leader and mentor. And the last one will be a confession before the church. Now, talking about the confession before God, uh, the psalmist in the book, uh, David, the psalmist David in the book of Psalms 32 writes, Before you, Lord, I have sinned and I cover my transgressions. You see, there's certain sins that we can only tell the Lord. And there's certain things that maybe we should not bring to anybody else. The Bible says in 1 John chapter 1, verse 9, If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. We understand that uh, there's certain things that we can just come before God and don't necessarily have to go to a minister or go to somebody else. And before we continue, I want to say that if there's no one around you and nobody you can talk to, that God himself, Jesus Christ, can 
forgive you of your sins and grant you the freedom, the deliverance, and take that burden off um, that maybe is burdening you at this time. Now, talking about the second part, or the second point is confessing before man. In Matthew chapter 25, verse 23 and down, it talks about a man or a brother uh, that comes and brings a sacrifice before the Lord. And at that time of bringing the sacrifice, he remembers that he has something against his brother. Or maybe his brother has something against him. It says that to leave your sacrifice there and go and make peace. You see, there's certain things in our life that we just have to go before other people and tell them that we're wrong. If there's certain sins that we have uh, committed or certain wrongs that we have done to the people that um, around us and they affected them, I believe that we should go out there and tell them and confess before them. If you live in a house and um, one of your family members, they stole something from you or stole something from the family, and then we find out who it is and what happened, I believe it's the right of the of the person who stole to come before the whole family and ask for forgiveness. I remember a story one time here at the school where I work where in the summer we have a program for teenagers and during this two-month program, the teenagers would have to give up their phones and have to live in this in these dorms and go to school and whatnot. It was, um, sounds kind of boring, but it was actually very, very uh, fun for the teens. Um, and one of the rules and the requirements were that they were supposed to give up their phone. There was one guy who had a sickness, diabetes actually to be exact, and this guy really wanted his phone because his mom had to call him. And his mom insisted that he have his phone, um, even though he shared a room with four, three other guys, uh, two bunk beds in the room, um, all teenagers, and this guy had his phone. And one time, uh, this guy was on his phone in the middle of the night watching things he shouldn't be watching. And the bed began to shake a little bit. And the guys in the room, they woke up and they were really awkward, shocked, scared, frightened, terrified, not really knowing what they should do or what was happening. So what they ended up doing was just kind of sleeping through the night and coming to me in the morning. All three of them in my office telling me, hey, there's this guy and he's doing this and this. And it's very weird. I had to bring that guy in. We had to bring everybody else in who was in that room. And he had to just repent and confess his sin before everybody because everybody knew and everybody was affected. So there's certain things and certain problems and certain issues that we must bring before the people who we have affected. Now talking about the third point. The third point is uh, confessing before spiritual leaders, mentors, or authorities. The Bible talks a lot about people who confess before spiritual authority. Um, I remember a story one time when I... Um, I was still a student at Bible school, and we had this one person who stepped in uh, my room about one in the morning. The moment he walked in, my eyes just opened. It was just one of those moments, and he asked me to go pray. I said, sure. We had a, uh, a couple of days before graduation. I said, sure, let's go downstairs and pray. Feeling kind of spiritual, being in Bible school, I was eager to go downstairs and pray with him. Getting downstairs, we're praying, and um, some time goes by and he's not finishing and praying. He gets on his knees. I'm kind of just walking around, praying, praying. Uh, all of a sudden, I see him and he falls over. And he begins to manifest. Shake uncontrollably. Um, and I had no idea what to do. And I'm just sitting there panicking. My, I heard about this, you know, read about this. Uh, I haven't really seen this. And now experiencing this, I had no idea what to do. So I ended up just kicking him. 
Not hard, just kind of just shake him up a bit, saying, hey, man, come on, let's go, get up, get up, get up, and kicking him, kicking him, kicking him, and he kind of comes to himself, he gets up, and he's looking around like, what just happened? And I'm like, I don't know what happened, what's going on with him? Um, and I realized, realized at that moment that value of having the right person for the job, having the authority, the experience, the knowledge, the wisdom, the ideas, the authority of God behind doing work like this. And I realized that when people can go to confessions and talk to whoever, but they're unloading a burden on somebody. Sometimes they can't hear carry it. Sometimes that person who's taking that confession, they don't even understand how to deal or go forward with the problem that the person is dealing with. So we understand that when people confess before spiritual authorities, before mentors, uh, there's a huge power behind this. In the Bible, there was disciple, uh, there are disciples who cannot cast out a certain demon. And Jesus told them this kind of demon comes out with prayer and fasting. But what it shows is that the apostles did not have the authority to cast out the demons that Jesus did. And a lot of times, that's what happened. There's a lot of power when the man of God says a certain word. Uh, for Eli, it was... Um, for Anna, it was Eli. If you guys know the story, Anna was crying, weeping. And Eli just said, what are you praying about? You'll get what you're praying about. And there's a huge power when we're able to bring our needs before an authority um, that can help us out. And number four that I'm going to skip right through is uh, confessions before a church, before the whole church. In First Corinthians, it talks about the church being rebuked. Um, Ananias and Sapphira falling before the church authority um, that they were supposed to be repenting for. Uh, I think this is why we have small groups and we have things like that that help people in a smaller community uh, kind of work to, together to get things done. So these are the four points, but now I want to talk about just a few more comments. Uh, there's a few myths of confessions. A lot of people think that if I just confess one time, that's not, and that's enough. And sometimes it is, but we must understand that we're people, we make mistakes. And that God takes us through certain, certain seasons of sanctification, certain seasons of pruning, certain seasons of, of making us go deeper in Him. Sometimes uh, people think that pastors or ministers can forgive your sins. They can't. God forgives sins. Your forgiveness comes through the blood of Jesus Christ, and that's all. So you need to repent. You don't just go to a a Catholic person and pay them some money and that's it. No, you need to repent, bring before God and allow the minister to lead that uh, before the cross. Sometimes we think that we have to confess for everything. No, there's certain things that you just confess before God and you're fine. Sometimes people think confession is a one-time fix-it pill. I just confess and all my problems are washed away. That's not true. There's counseling, there's working on yourself and so forth. Some people think the minister might just reveal my confession. The minister might expose my inner wounds and so forth and so forth. Um, if that happens ever to you, I'm very sorry that ever happened. But that is not right. And most people, if not every minister, will never do that. It's against their code. It's against the oath which they have received. And so my question is, what happens when we confess? When we confess, the Bible says in Proverbs chapter 28, verse 13, uh, 13, whoever conceals his transgressions will not prosper, but he who confesses and forsakes them will obtain mercy. Acknowledge your sin, you realize it's bad, and you let it go. Um, Bible says sometimes through confession, healing comes in James 5.16, but there's a spiritual breakthrough. There's a weight that's being lifted off. There's a stronghold that is being released when you speak, when you confess, when you let go, um, and you just 
uh, take whatever is bothering you. Maybe there's certain sins that you keep falling back into. Maybe there is reoccurring dreams and fear and anxiety yet. Just no breakthrough in your life. Then yeah, you should probably go through confessions, talk to a minister, get some counseling, get some help. Maybe there's you know consistent sexual dreams. Maybe there's some kind of uh, you know uncontrollable sins or things that just have a hold on you, a stronghold on you. I think it's very very uh, good that you go talk to a minister. Maybe it's just a generational thing where you see that your great grandparents got divorced and are alcoholics, and your parents are divorced and alcoholics, and you feel you might be on that path. I suggest to go talk to a minister. They can help. They can help, uh, and Christ through them will be able to bring freedom and deliverance. Um, so the Bible says this in First John nineteen: If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us and cleanse us of all unrighteousness. Now, this is just a small little intro on confessions, and we can talk and expand every area. But uh, uh, doing confessions, going to them, and investing into um, you know, talking to people and allowing the Holy Spirit to come in to heal us, to cleanse us, is a very powerful thing. The reason I wanted to bring this up and briefly share this, I see a huge need. I see a lot of churches, um, people who don't practice this, and there's a huge power when you get to speak, when you get to release, when you get to open up so that you can be successful, so that you can be alive, so your bones can not be dry but be living. Um, so I thank you for this time that you've given me hopefully this misinformation of uh information was um, good for you useful um, and may you guys all have a good day